0: Hi again everyone. Welcome to See It or Shove It. I'm your host Greg and I'm here again to give you my thoughts on the selection of new movies playing in theaters and streaming on your TV. First off, I'd like to thank my listeners for helping me reach my 6-month podcast goal and I look forward to making many, many, many more episodes. It's a lot of fun for me. Second, we just had a horrible hurricane blow through the state of Florida and while I was fortunate, not everyone else was including some people that were not very far away from me. So please consider helping out where you can. It is a mess down here, and many communities can use the help. While I was sheltering in place for a few days, I was able to catch up on a lot of movies and shows. And because of this, I thought I would split this week's episode into two. You know, like the Final Hunger Games films, It chapters 1 and 2, and the upcoming Dune part 2? So with that, let's get started on See It or Shove It, Part 2. For our featured movies this episode, Anna de Armas transforms into Marilyn Monroe in Blonde. A psychiatrist doesn't find a lot of joy in Smile. A Spirit Halloween store gives kids more tricks than treats in Spirit Halloween, the movie, and Sigourney Weaver battles spirits of a different kind in The Good House. First up, a young Norma Jean Mortensen lives in an abusive environment, not knowing how legendary her life is about to become. This is Blonde. I know you're supposed to get used to it. And we all lose our in the end. But I just can't. Square cut or shape. These I've runs. played Marilyn Monroe. another scene with Marilyn Monroe. The film opens with a young Norma Jean struggling to live with a mentally unbalanced mother. On her seventh birthday, Norma Jean receives a framed photo of a man who is alleged to be her father. One night during a wildfire, Norma Jean's mother, Gladys, tries to drive her through the fire, claiming that her father lives just beyond it. Unable to pass through, Gladys takes Norma Jean home and attempts to drown her in a bathtub. She manages to escape and is later placed into an orphanage. Flash forward, Norma Jean, now played by Ana de Armas, you remember her from Knives Out? She was terrific in that movie. She becomes a pin-up girl and has adopted the stage name Marilyn Monroe. A victim of the casting couch in Hollywood, Marilyn is able to break through and begin what becomes a legendary yet brief career. Behind the smile and glamour, Marilyn lived a tortured life, filled with demons of her past and present, including failed marriages to baseball player Joe DiMaggio, played by Emmy winner Bobby Cannavale, and writer Arthur Miller, played by Oscar winner Adrian Brody. I give this film a... very mild see-it. This is a very disturbing portrait of the acting legend... And it is written more as a fable, much in the same way the Princess Diana film Spencer was last year. It is a blurry line between fact and fiction, and honestly, I do not enjoy when screenwriters take liberties with the truth. I don't think it is fair to the subject or their legacy when they do that. However, my recommendation for this comes solely for the stunning performance of Anna de Armas, when I saw the trailer for this, I was worried that DeArmas using her native Cuban accent would be a distraction, but in no way was this the case for me. She became Marilyn. There were moments I felt like I was watching documentary footage of the star before realizing that it was actually De Armas. At nearly three hours, it is a very long movie, and that is a lot to ask for anyone to sit through when the film is as uneven as this one is. Fortunately, it is on Netflix and can be watched with breaks. In the end, if you want to see a stunning performance, DeArmis' performance makes it a worthy watch from that perspective. But if you're not interested in strictly watching for a performance, then you can go ahead and skip this one. Dr. Rose Carter is a psychiatrist who meets patient Laura Weaver. This patient comes in claiming to see a spirit smiling at her and the spirit takes over her body, causing her to slash her own throat and sets off a seemingly unstoppable chain of terror. This is Smile. Yesterday, a patient in your care died brutally in front of you. I need to find an explanation for what happened. It's smiling at me. It's smiling at me. After the suicide in her office, Rose, played by Sosie Bacon, daughter of Kevin Bacon and Emmy winner Kira Sedgwick, becomes deeply affected by the act, growing increasingly paranoid about things she sees and hears. Her boss, Dr. Desai, played by Cal Penn, is equally concerned about her and orders her to take a week-long break to gather herself. The break does not work as Rose continues to have paranoia and it begins affecting her relationship with her fiancé, Trevor, played by Jesse T. Usher, and her sister, Holly, played by Jillian Zinser. After a very unfortunate birthday party for her nephew, Rose is determined to get to the bottom of these paranoias, which always involve visions of people creepily smiling at her. She recruits her ex-boyfriend, Joel, who is a cop, played by Kyle Gallner, and the two try to figure out what is going on and the history behind the string of suicides happening in the area. I give this film a... See it! Finally, a terrifying horror film. This movie was a fun horror ride. Lots of jump scares, creepy atmosphere, and a storyline that was engaging throughout. You never quite knew what was happening... And it brought me into the story as I was trying to figure it out as well. There were moments when you couldn't tell what was real and what was a vision. There were so many effective scares mixed in with the generic cheap scares, but both made me jump several times. I swear, after this movie, everyone is going to be walking around with resting bitch face. If you enjoy seeing horror films in the lead up to Halloween, this is a good way to get started. When three boys on the cusp of teenagedom decide they have outgrown trick-or-treating, they spend a terrifying night locked in a Halloween store. This is Spirit Halloween, the movie. We're doing something Saturday. Three of us, best holiday of the year, just like always. Oh, the store closed and we're still inside. You mean the store's locked and we're trapped inside. (laughs) Was that there before? Ask the right questions you'll get the right answers. The film opens on Halloween decades earlier when a wealthy man, played by legendary actor Christopher Lloyd, attempts to seize the property of an orphanage. He gives the caretaker 48 hours to vacate the property. She, in turn, puts a curse on him that causes him to drop dead. Flash forward several decades, and you find the boys who are looking for something else to do on Halloween. So, they decide to go into the Spirit Halloween store and lock themselves in and spend the night there to see if they can survive. Once they're in the clear, the three begin partying within the store. Until strange things begin to happen, and a blue glowing light seemingly turns inanimate objects into demonic killers. Turns out, it is the spirit of Alec Windsor, the aforementioned old man who dropped dead decades earlier. He is on a mission to possess one of the kids so he can take their body. Can the boys defeat the spirit, or will they end up a town legend? I give this film a shove it. Ah, we haven't heard that sound effect in a while. Okay, I'm not the target audience for this film, and I think that maybe kids age 7 to 10 who aren't easily spooked may enjoy this, but it just isn't very good. It was basically a Goosebumps episode with a retail sponsor. The film was harmless, and some aspects were charming, so I think it may be something families could enjoy one night if it was playing on TV, but I certainly wouldn't recommend going to the theater and spending a ton of money to see it. I will add, it's always great seeing legends like Lloyd and Marla Gibbs, who plays Bo's grandmother, but overall, it wasn't worthy of the big screen. A successful realtor struggles with life and the comfort of booze, much to the dismay of those around her. This is The Good House. I was a top broker on the North Shore. And if everything had gone according to plan, I'd be fine. That's not what happened, Hildy. Would you like to have a seat? Well, if we're really going to do this, I need a drink. Oh what? my god. What? What? Kidding. In this film, based on Anne Leary's novel of the same name... The great Oscar-nominated Sigourney Weaver plays Hildy, a Boston-based realtor, who has recently been involved in a family intervention for her drinking habits. However, she doesn't consider wine to be drinking and stashes cases of the vino in her shed, and she enjoys a glass or ten when she is alone. She is also struggling with competition in the form of a younger realtor who seems to be poaching all of her clients. She's trying to make good appearances in public, while also being on the verge of financial ruin. She deals with maintaining a perfect image for her daughters and ex-husband, who left her for another man. Additionally, she begins developing feelings for former flame Frankie Getchell, played by Oscar winner Kevin Kline. Frankie is a local contractor and sanitation company owner who, contrary to appearance, is one of the wealthiest men in the area. Will Hildy be able to overcome her personal demons and find love again, or will her love of alcohol sabotage any chance of that happening? I give this film a. See it! Weaver and Klein are charming in their roles and have great chemistry. That's not surprising, considering this is their third time starring together after previously starring in the film Dave and the great film The Ice Storm. One initially jarring choice is to have Hildy break the fourth wall and address the audience directly. It was strange at first, but I thought it worked once I got used to it. There was an awful lot going on with the subplots, and it was almost too much. It got to the point where there were... Too many cooks in the kitchen, but the main plot was carried out with fantastic performances by both Weaver and Klein. Honestly, I think it's a shame that Weaver has never won an Oscar, and I hope one day that will be corrected. This could have been the project to do it had the movie been stronger, but alas, she will have to try again. It's a fine movie, but not one that I'll remember in a few years. That's it for this episode's featured films. To recap, Blonde is streaming on Netflix and is a very mild see-it, mostly for Anna de Armas' powerhouse performance. Smile is in theaters now and is a see-it, and it is my pick of this episode. Spirit Halloween, the movie, is in theaters now and is a shove-it. And The Good House is in theaters now and is a see-it. Now it's time for some additional reviews of movies that I saw in my segment called Quick Picks. My Best Friend's Exorcism is streaming on Amazon Prime and is a mild see-it. It It had a decent retro tone, but some parts work better than others. And the documentary Buried the 1982 Alpine Meadows Avalanche is in theaters now and is a shove-it. I rarely shove a documentary, but this one wasn't interesting enough to sustain my interest, and I don't like when documentaries do dramatic reenactments. It takes me out of the story being told, and I don't think it's very authentic. If you haven't listened to the Part 1 episode this week and want to hear my binge it or singe it of the week for the series surface, go ahead and listen to that episode. And come back next week for another helping of reviews of the latest films, including the big screen adaptation of the classic children's book, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, and the star-studded David O. Russell comedy, Amsterdam. Follow me on Instagram at Brewster's Dad 73 and rate me wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'll catch you next time. This episode of See It or Shove It was recorded in Orlando, Florida and is produced by Gregory G. Productions. Music by Mysterio Music. All rights reserved.